is Free Talk Live. Live tonight, live every night. 855-450-FREE is our toll-free number. We'd love to have you call in. And it's been a, I guess in the, in the Liberty Circles, it's certainly been a disappointing couple days. Um, in studio, we have myself, Chris. I'm Ian. And Rich Paul. And I am referring to the arrest of Julian Assange, the founder of WikiLeaks. Boo! Yeah, right? This is, uh, it's it's disappointing, and, you know, I, I think a lot of people knew that Assange wasn't going to spend the rest of his life living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Which is probably, you know, on balance. I don't think he wanted to spend the rest of his life in an, in an embassy anyway. It's I like one step didn't. above being in jail. I'm mm-hmm. sure the food's better. Right. Um but it was a shame because he was basically hiding. He was uh, a political prisoner, self-imposed. I'm not sure how we would actually. He was. He are was, you hiding if everyone in the world knows exactly where you are? <laughs> That's a good point. Not well. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, are you hiding once you've been found and everyone knows you're there? I don't know if it, I don't know if you could call it hiding. Yeah, I don't know if you could. Either. Well, I don't know. I've seen people getting perp whopped or perp walked who are still putting their hands over their faces or the coats over their head or something so i guess it is technically possible to continue to attempt to hide how well you're hiding is is a matter of success not intent yeah it was self-imposed he if he would have left the grounds at any time if he would have left the ecuadorian uh embassy he would have been arrested and that's been clear for years they had apparently 24-hour surveillance Yes. And that was one of the controversies in the UK was some were rightfully upset at like, hey, this is costing taxpayer money to have police out there 24-7 for six years or whatever it was. And these were British police running an errand for the U.S. government. Yes, and that, that certainly has not gone away. The only thing that occurred after he was taken from the embassy was turned over to U.S. authorities and served. So Hold on, wait, he's already wait, he's been turned ar- over? No, I I don't think so. Doesn't he have extradition hearings coming? Oh, possibly. They can't just, they can't I, I just extradite be, you embassy to embassy. I I think I'm thinking what they'd like to do. I think oh, you're yeah. thinking yeah, of that, that could too. Be yeah, yeah. My bad. Uh, but they've been trying to get a hold of Assange pretty much since WikiLeaks days. You know, since since 2006, well, 2008, 2010. Days, but yeah. yeah, but since the early days, they've been trying to come up with some excuse. To mm-hmm. nail him, and the excuse that they they ended up using is somewhat mm-hmm. convoluted. But the idea mm-hmm. that you cannot, you know, seek some sort of asylum from another country, mm-hmm. and as soon as you go, they're going to turn on you. They're going to flip on you as the host country yeah. of this embassy. Now, apparently, the uh, the British police their excuse for arresting him is for not turning himself in. On the trumped-up rape charges, which have already been discredited, is that correct? Long ago, yeah. I, yes. Well, I know they've been yes. discredited long ago, but that's actually one of the reasons for. Uh, he missed. A court I think date. that was the only oh, the only British reason. I've he got missed, a. He, as I understand it, he missed like a court date in Britain regarding the extradition over that. But so the extradition. How would it, he have gone to a court date right. if he had gone? Would he have been arrested? As or would they have held court in the I embassy? Or court. would he have been arrested as soon as he tried to go to court? 
We're going to try to answer some of these questions, and I'm going to the BBC for this one, Julie. I'd uh, like. Uh, no, let me interrupt. Well, let BBC, me interrupt right. you. Please. The other, the other question is: Has he had cl- prior court appearances for which he has appeared and not been arrested in Britain? That, that would be a, a good, good question. question. Yep. Julian Assange, WikiLeaks co-founder, arrested in London is the headline. WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange has been arrested at the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Assange took refuge in the embassy in 2012 to avoid extradition to Sweden That's over a, a sexual time. assault case that yeah. has been that has since been dropped. At Westminster Magistrates Court in on Thursday, he was found guilty of failing to surrender to the court. Found guilty of failing, failing to, to surrender. surrender to so the court. Basically a failure wow. to appear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he now faces U.S. federal conspiracy charges related to one of the largest ever leaks of government secrets. And those leaks were the um, Chelsea Manning leaks. Mm-hmm. I now, would, go ahead. In order to prove conspiracy, would he, are they are they saying that he conspired with the people who liberated these documents from the DNC? Or is he saying that he can, or are they saying that he conspired to publish the documents once they were already out? Is this about the DNC or is it about Bradley Manning? (laughs) It's about Bradley Manning. Oh, okay. I see. That's that's okay. We haven't yet got to that and we may never. And I mean, in terms of uh, finding out what absolutely happened with, with Hillary's mail uh, server and all of that and the Mm -hmm. DNC uh, documents that made their way into WikiLeaks. Uh, 855-450-FREE is our phone number. I'm going to continue here. Is, um, the U.K. will decide whether to extradite Assange in response to allegations by the Department of Justice that he conspired with former U.S. intelligence intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning to download classified databases. He mm. faces up to five years in U.S. prison if convicted on the charges of conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. So it is a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Is it multiple charges or just one? I see the, the the BBC saying charges there. I thought I saw elsewhere that it was just a charge. But I believe it's only one single mm-hmm. charge. I, mm-hmm. I think that's that's where we're at. I'm guessing that there's at least two, one failure to appear in Britain and whatever it is they're wanting to extradite him for the United States on. Because he's not, he's not, he couldn't be facing failure to appear in the United States. Oh, they might. Rich. Well, I, I mean, he could, but it, uh, Anything's possible. I don't think that's how they're, how they're playing it. No, and uh, another article I read, I'm not sure if this one gets into, but it talks about the very, very, very narrow scope of charges the U.S., is leveling right now it is one single charge of conspiracy to commit computer intrusion Mm -hmm. the reason being the u.s government's desire not to make this a first amendment case Uh, a first amendment or a death penalty case because if they accuse him of treason is he he's australian isn't he yes so i don't think he can be accused of treason i was thinking because treason is a death penalty offense technically so the uk might refuse to uh extradite him if he's charged with something that could bring on the death penalty that's an interesting point the uk has a history of and a lot of european nations do of of not honoring extradition to countries that where the death penalty is in place um 
it's mm-hmm. it's in crazy. Uh, uh, I do have the indictment in front of me, and just to confirm, it is one count. Yeah, one of conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. Yeah, and what's the jurisdiction on that? The U.S. Yeah. government, uh, okay, Alexandria, so, Virginia, Eastern yeah. District of Virginia. Yep. Okay, so he's got one co- one count right now in the United States. Yep. Assange's lawyer Jennifer Robinson said they would be fighting the extradition request. She said it set a, quote, dangerous precedent, unquote, where any journalist could face U.S. charges for, quote, publishing truthful information about the United States, unquote. She said she had visited Assange in the police cells where he thanked supporters and said, quote, I told you so, unquote. (laughs) He did Mm -hmm. two days ago, wasn't it? Assange had predicted that he would face extradition to the U.S. if he left the embassy. After his arrest, the 47-year-old Australian national was initially taken to a central London police station before appearing in court. Dressed in a black suit and black polo shirt, he waved to the public gallery and gave a thumbs up. He pled not guilty to the 2012 charge of failing to surrender to the court. Right, so he's got to get through the court system in the U.K., and then he'll probably face an extradition hearing, and who knows how long they can drag that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certainly, they uh, in New Zealand... Uh, Kim.com has been dragging that one out for a long time. The U.S. government's been trying to get him for years uh, after raiding his home with, like, a helicopter attack SWAT team. Oh, it was crazy. Uh, I would expect the U.K. government to drop their charge so he could be extradited immediately if he is extradited. Well, when, Just a guess. When big governments all work together, amazing things can happen, and it will fall whichever way the U.S. wants it to fall. Amazing things like destroying freedom. Exactly. Yeah. 855-450 free. This is Free Talk Live. That's 855-450-3733 if you would like to give us a call. If you don't like to use telephones, because some people are like that, they like to use computers to communicate, we can do that too through our Discord servers, discord.lrn.fm. It'll tell you how to basically load up a program on your phone or on your laptop Get your high-speed internet connection and a good microphone, and you will sound like you are right here in the studio with us. That's discord.lrn.fm. And I also wanted to tell you about Bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin-related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin wallet, buy Bitcoin, and show you where you can spend it. You can also read the latest news or engage with the community on the Bitcoin forums. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. So we've been talking about Julian Assange and what he has been going through. Uh, To recap, Julian Assange has been arrested. He has been uh, basically booted out of the uh, um, Ecuadorian embassy in London and taken by the UK authorities where he has been charged with uh, basically missing a court date. They've charged him with that. He has pled not guilty and now he will face extradition to the United States where we learned today he will face one single charge and Mm -hmm. that has to do with conspiracy. Conspiracy. Conspiracy to commit computer intrusion. 
conspiracy to tell the truth. Yes. So basically (laughs) what he did was to try to work with um, Chelsea Manning. And I had this same blank today when I was trying to explain all this to my girlfriend. I kept saying Chelsea Manning. I'm like, God, I can't believe I can't remember. It's Bradley. It was was Bradley Bradley Manning at the time, but I could not remember that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, just Chelsea uh, that's that's what I know her as now. According to yeah. the indictment, uh, it says here that on or about March 8th of 2010, Assange agreed to assist Manning in cracking a password stored on U.S. Department of Defense computers connected to the Secret Internet Protocol Network, a United States government network used for classified documents and communications. So interesting. But what does that even mean? Does it say... In the course of an email or in some communication, Bradley Manning saying, we can't, I can't get into this particular file. And Julian Assange saying, well, if you've got like a hash password, send it to me and maybe I can do it. You know, maybe. Yeah. That's yeah, it. He probably just ran crack on the thing. Right. I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know what Are Bradley's you- uh, level of knowledge is. I don't know why uh, or what Manning's level of no- knowledge was. I don't know why uh, she wouldn't have. Uh, I don't. I don't know what to do with historical pronouns. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I'm supposed to <laughs> say does, he does. when I'm referring right. to a time before the, the change. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but you anyway, Manning, was Manning, private Manning. Uh, yep. I don't even know what I'm talking about well, here's anymore. A little bit Damn more. those pronouns. Uh, yeah. Manning, Manning <laughs> uh, from the indictment, who had access to the computers, was also using the computers to download classified records to transmit to WikiLeaks. Army regulations prohibited Manning from attempting to bypass or circumvent security mechanisms on the government information systems and from sharing personal accounts and passwords. The portion of the password Manning gave to Assange to crack was stored as a hash value in a computer file that was accessible only by users with administrative level privileges. Manning did not have those privileges and used special software, namely a Linux operating system. That Linux operating system was Tails. Groovy. Yeah. Tails rocks. To access the computer file and obtain the portion of the password provided to Assange. Why don't you explain for folks what Tails is? Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, Google it real quick to get Mm. the name exactly right. But it is. Well, I'll give you a short. Tails is a uh, security based uh, Linux operating system. I believe it usually is run off a USB drive, mm-hmm. and it sounds like they hadn't encrypted their hard drive, yeah. so it sounds like he probably just rebooted under Tails and then was able to read the hard drive on the computer directly regardless of any permissions that might have been on the computer. This is not an uncommon mistake. A lot of people think their computers are awful secure and don't right. even realize that anybody with a USB can walk up to the machine and Log right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> depending on how secure they are, we are th- talking about U.S. government protected devices, you know, protected by our military. So one can expect uh, these to not be well secured. Well, clubbing people to death doesn't require that much mental acuity, but maintaining computer security does. What <laughs> I was looking for was TAIL stands for the uh, Amnesiatic Incognito Live System. That's what TAIL stands for. Gotcha. And and basically what it is, web. is it's a operating system, a Linux system. You can load onto a USB drive, plug it in, and so boot basically from any scratch. Computer. You can walk into the library. You can walk into a friend's house. You, as long work. as, yeah, as long as they don't have the USB stuff locked down. Right. 
through either some technical measure or, as we used to do in IT, squirt some Elmer's glue in the USB That'll ports, which works fine, too. Uh, but but there was none of that, so using Tails. Coincidentally, this Tails was also used by Edward Snowden. This is what he was using to mm. gain admin access to different machines, and that became news after I... <laughs> I was selling USB drives with tails on them because I love the idea of tails. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, well, people will probably buy this. So I would. How many do you have? What's that? <laughs> How many do you have? Do you have like thousands of these? No. Oh, I would okay. make them to order. Oh, gotcha. Which, which meant I would sit there and go through it. Because there is a bit of a process yeah. of, uh, yeah. of getting it installed. But I thought mm-hmm. it was really cool that this thing that I had been doing for a couple of years because I thought it was a great idea, that turned out to be what Edward Snowden had been doing. So I was like, it's nice when the heavy hitters choose the same tools that you do. Uh, It was very good. That's why I run Linux. At the time uh, (laughs) he entered into the agreement, Assange knew that Manning was providing WikiLeaks with classified records containing national defense information of the United States. Assange was knowingly receiving such classified records from Manning for the purpose of publicly disclosing them on the WikiLeaks website. And then they give an example of, uh, uh, in 2010, Manning and Assange discussing the value of Guantanamo Bay detainees' assessment briefs. And in March of 2010, before entering the password cracking agreement, Manning told Assange that she was, they're saying she here, she Mm. was, quote, throwing everything she had on JTF Gitmo, GTMO at Assange now. Manning also said, quote, after this upload, that's all I really have got left. To which Assange replied, curious eyes never run dry in my experience. Manning used a DOD computer to download the Department of State cables that WikiLeaks later released publicly. So do we even know if he actually did successfully crack this password or just he tried to? Not in what I read. He conspired to. I see. That's all they need. He talked to one other guy. And the U.S. government loves to do this when it comes to prosecutions. They They love to use words like conspiracy that, yeah. that you you threaten to do something that's what rico is you know absolutely the, that's, that's what that's, this came that's how it came about yeah, and the conspiracy law does require that at least one concrete action be taken in furtherance of the conspiracy mm. so he it's not the just talk he took right the, the that would probably be sufficient yeah. i think well we'll debate whether or not that meets the uh, basically since we're not lawyers we can talk about this stuff all day long 855 450 free and take your calls and take your calls this is free talk live I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. free if you would like to take part in our conversation. We'd love to talk to you. We've been talking about Julian Assange and the troubles he is facing in the UK after being kicked out of, removed from the Ecuadorian embassy in London and uh, talking about some of 
some of what we know so far, and I think it's pretty clear that there's a lot we still do not know, um, but undoubtedly more will be coming out about that. Ian, you've been telling us a little bit about the um, the actual charges that he has been charged. facing. Just one. Yeah. So far. To be clear, that is one single charge, and a couple of people are saying, a couple of news organizations are saying this is so they can avoid this becoming a First Amendment case, uh, saying, no, 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 we're not... We're not involving the freedom of the press. We're not trying to infringe upon anything like that. We just want to make sure that this man is charged and pays his price for for talking about cracking a single password, mm-hmm. which seems yeah. to be the gist of I it. I mean, but, but frankly, I mean, if he actually cracked the password and if the law was actually just, he would be... Guilty. If, for example, somebody was trying to break into a computer owned by a virtuous sole proprietor of, of a business, okay. and I was working for that guy and I asked somebody else to help me break into his computer so I could steal something from it or copy something from it that was private, then certainly he would have committed a crime if he knew that's why i wanted the the password cracked so now if the facts are as alleged and that's a big if because the government lies oh yeah but (laughs) if the facts are as alleged then he would technically be guilty of of breaking the law and that's when we enter jury nullification territory that's when it's time Mm. for people to say sure he broke the law but But he was justified in breaking the law because on a greater harms defense right the letting the united states get away with with uh with um murder a murder (laughs) murder of journalists covering it up with cover-ups with corruption and with war crimes we're talking war crimes so really what should be going on is if the world court had any balls they would be protecting Julian Assange from the United States government, at least until they could determine if this is the equivalent of the mafia trying to silence a witness, which is what I see going on. Speaking of Rico, uh, let's Ooh, I charge was irritated the U.S. by the end of that. <laughs> you were. <laughs> I like when you get like that. But we're going to go to the phones where we've got Richie in New York. Richie, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, you're not Richie Dupont, are you? Hello. Oh, God. Hi. Hi, gentlemen. That's the snitch. I got uh, no, Chris, Rich, and Ian there. That's correct. What's up? Okay. Hi, guys. I'm um, hey. You're on the air. I'm trying to. Thank you. I'm yeah. trying to collect my thoughts That's because right. it's so you know. Collect the, the whole set. Thing to me is very. <laughs> you know, it's very. It's very big news. It is. Uh, by the way, I know a lot about Linux and BSD, and when you talk about jailing and Rich, basically, uh, I want to say to him is you know. In Linux, that means you can't change root, and I think you will agree. Um, in BSD, they call it jailing. Um, so I know a little bit about that stuff, but I called, mm-hmm. uh, I think, to address a greater issue, and I would love to hear from Greg from New York, who I haven't heard in a while. Okay. I listen intermittently, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I would consider myself libertarian at heart, but I'm slight, I, I guess, I don't know, independent. You know, so okay. meaning anything. What's the so issue? you're libertarian and, uh, at heart. What's wrong with your head? 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, and that has a lot to do with females, doesn't it? Um, well, in my circumstances, romances anyway, and finances uh, will drive you crazy. There you go. So what's my, on your mind? My math works good, but my uh, I guess my heart kind of like. All right, brother, you got to get it. You got to get to the know. point. Okay, uh, capitalism versus uh, I'm sorry is a, a, uh, efficiency. It requires efficiency in my, I'm trying to use, you know, good general English. I don't want to play semantic jokes okay. and I don't want to uh, get hung up, you know, so I'm trying to be real honest about this. Are you saying but it works well when it is efficient? When I think it strives towards efficiency. It requires it. I think in other words, for it to, in well, it, success in order requires for it to thrive. Yeah. There are a lot, I'm there, sorry. He's saying that success requires efficiency. If you want yeah. to be a inefficient business, you, you can certainly do that. You just won't be a business yeah. long. Well, by definition, a nonprofit organization is an inefficient business in a way. It doesn't turn a profit, but somebody wants it to be doing what, what it's doing because they're donating to it. True. Mm-hmm. But okay. even there, hold on, even there, the, the nonprofit still has mm. other nonprofits it's in competition with for donor dollars. Good point. So oh, unlike- yeah, so it needs, to, it needs to be economically inefficient and even— Efficient. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it it's hard not to get into semantic well, no, games when, uh, is, with that particular diff- word. There's a different measure. Oh, there's a secular and an economic definition of, of, uh, of efficient, and they're not the same thing. Right, but there is operational efficiency and there's fiscal uh, efficiency, okay, and they don't have to be good. the same, and different organizations may have different goals. Go ahead, so, Richie. So what's the import of that? Um, okay, so so my my um, okay um, for the efficiency in in order it drives. I'm trying to make the connection that I had in my head. Hold on, the greater if I say to you, the greater few have much more than the greater many. The greater few, and again, have I'm not trying to put yes, much more. So you're talking about like the one percent. You're talking about the the yes. wealth that's collected yes. in the yes. hands kind of, of very very small number of people. And are are you going to you know say that well that's capitalism and that's how it works out? No, 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 no. I'm just saying that that the the play on words about the word greater used in that sentence. The greater few have much more than the greater many. Yeah, the I greater don't know where few. The greater few can be seen as greater as in they're great people as in leaders. Mm, it could the be. greater many can be seen as quantitatively as in so many people. Well, the other thing is great can also be used in the serve of uh, uh, in the sense of large. Mm-hmm. And I think exactly. that's really the definition exactly. you're looking for there. You can become yes. large by doing good things and you can become large by doing bad things, criminal things. Um doesn't, Most of the time, we prefer they do it the first the support? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No. Uh, Doesn't each one require the support of, you know, um, my, 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 uh, getting back to the efficiency thing. Uh, Here's what I'd recommend for you, man. requires is, uh, competitiveness versus uh, collaboration and competition. Uh, I'm sorry. Competition is... It's basically the opposite of collaboration and cooperation. That's what I'm trying to say. I I would disagree. I would say that a a pursuit of efficiency 
will lead to co- will lead to the use of cooperation if and only if that cooperation is efficient. I, I'm um, going to go a little deeper, and I'm just going to say that he doesn't like the one percent. And I I think at some level he believes that the one percent is a byproduct of a capitalist yeah. system. See, I I think you're making some some assumptions there. I'm having based to on his introductory kind of a, remarks because yeah. I. I didn't really understand the question, and the the suggestion that I would make is what I do before I call into a talk show is I write down a brief statement of what I intend to say, and I try to yeah, fill in notes. the digression <laughs> later because brevity is the soul of wit, and we can't understand the question if it's not brief. Yeah, figure it out. Call in then. Eight fifty five four fifty free, and uh, let us know what you think. What do you, what are your thoughts on capitalism? What are your thoughts on socialism? What are your thoughts on Julian Assange and the U.S.'s efforts, which seem to have paid off for them in getting him back so they can charge him? Eight fifty five four fifty free. This is Free Talk Live. is free talk live 855 450 free we'd love to hear from you that's our toll-free number you can also hit us up on discord at discord.lrn.fm load a little client on your pc or on your smartphone load an app use your microphone and your high-speed internet and you will sound like you are right here in the studio uh, i'm chris we're joined with ian and rich, rich paul, paul. Oh, I remember who you are, Rich. I know <laughs> well, you. You, yeah. I sorry. Usually we uh, we all round robin the thing. Oh, I know, but I was I'm off trying in to my mix it up. Little I'm trying stoned to, world. I'm trying to throw you off. <laughs> so I like when Rich is a little high in here because then I can just uh, you know try to throw him off all night long. That implies that you've seen me here not high. That's true. That would imply that <laughs> I've ever right. seen you That's not probably high. not true, because I didn't do any shows the one week that I was out <laughs> on bail and actually being drug tested and wanted to stay out of jail. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've been uh, talking Julian Assange, and we have a caller from Texas. Daryl, you're on Free Talk Live, and I think Daryl might want to talk about this, too. Daryl, you're on the air. Yes, now you're talking about the uh, military's um, IT security. Well, I used to, when I retired from the Navy, I actually worked for NMCI for a little bit, Navy Marine Corps Internet, and all the Navy and Marine Corps computers were encrypted, and this is about the time that Bradley Manning thing was coming out on the news. Um, and maybe, actually, I started working before that came out, I think. And, yeah, I, I do know that the Navy and Marine Corps stuff has, has always been encrypted since I can remember. Um, I don't know when they started encrypted. That I don't know. But what's really interesting is we had someone, a civilian worker, she worked for the Army and working for the Navy, and I was setting up her account for initial login, and she was telling me how much better the Navy's um, IT security was better than the Army's at that time. Well, I can tell and, you from, from my own personal experience, I was in, in the U.S. Army in the early 80s, and I worked with all branches of government. So we worked with, you know, the Navy guys and the Air Force guys and the Marine guys. I can say the Navy and the Air Force guys were head and shoulders above the Army guys like myself. They were head and shoulders above the Marine guys that we worked with. So what I have would back that up. My question would be whether 
transmissions were encrypted and, you know, encrypt, uh, encryption was used on the network itself. The question is, is whether data at rest, meaning that data that just sits on a hard drive has been encrypted, which tends to slow down a computer. Mm-hmm. Having been an MIS man, oh, was, uh, uh, having been an MIS director, encrypted. I would add one thing to that, which is computers always do what you tell them, but uh, people don't. So right. in your experience, how good is policy compliance <laughs> in military IT? Because a lot of security breaches are caused by non-compliance with policies that would have prevented the breach. Um, that's a good question. Um, I mainly was at a um, at, at the service desk, but I did see some um, I did see some people do some really stupid things. Most compliance was generally good because first off we forced it because like we turned off um, like people at that time because of a thumb drive took down one of the ships. Um, nipper systems, um, unclassified systems on one of the ships. Mm-hmm. One of my guys who I worked with was on the ship in the Navy when that happened. He was actually on the ship that happened to, yeah. and it was someone with a thumb drive. So that's when I started saying, okay, no more thumb drives for the Navy. Uh, the Marine Corps stuff was so um, was so sensitive about uh, thumb drives and stuff that we had a guy who was remoted into someone else's computer doing a fix, and the and the guy plugged something he wasn't supposed to. And instead of flagging the guy who did it, it flagged the guy who was who was remoted <laughs> in, and they had to work with the, with the Marine Corps, what they call McNosk, um, to to tell him what happened so they could get him his, his uh, credentials back. Well, yeah. it sounds um, like he had to jump through some hoops to get into the computer that contained the files, because if he had just rebooted from a USB stick and gotten route root on the target machine, he would have just mm-hmm. downloaded the files. He wouldn't have had to download the password file. So right. there's more than one step involved yeah. here. Yeah, and the, and I, yeah, I think yeah, to Rich's yeah. point, we're were all the procedures and, and being followed. My experience has been people will follow any any policy you put in front of them, as long as it doesn't slow down how long it takes them to log in or do anything else. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And one other thing about Julian Assange being charged, you know, first off, Julian Assange is not a U.S. citizen. Two, Julian Assange right. was not in the United States when he did that. So I'm wondering why do they have the ability to charge a guy who wasn't in the U.S. and is not a U.S. citizen? Well, uh, there's the there's US, an interesting uh, and, uh, question. Thank you, Daryl. Thanks for the call. Re- related to that, which was raised by the ACLU, which is if the United States can arrest a foreign journalist for breaching its information security laws, then can North Korea arrest an American journalist for violating their laws and disclosing their classified information? Yes, as long as they've got another country that's willing to extradite, right. now, it's going to be harder for North Korea to get extradition from a place like mm. the United States. Um, but on the other hand, if that if that journalist were to set foot into North Korea, they certainly could uh, arrest him. I mean, I tend it to agree. It seems like after this precedent, it would be more difficult for the United States to deny extradition uh, if if a foreign government was demanding that uh, that somebody be 
uh, be extradited, the United States can't say, well, we can't extradite a journalist for that. That would be well, wrong I think they can say because they've they just demanded that yeah. the same thing be done. Yeah, but that's not un- it's not unusual for government to be completely hypocritical. That's okay, okay. I mean, true, we're talking true, about people, I'm, right? We're talking about sorry, people. Sorry, I had my MIS hat on there for a <laughs> right. minute, and I was trying to think logically. I've right. got to go back to my government hat. But again, when we start talking about these cases, and you say, well, that's inconsistent. How could they do this over here while they do that over there? Because they're going to do whatever works for them at a given moment they're going to yeah. and you're going to see things like that right. the u.s i guarantee you in your they are lifetime consistently inconsistent whatever they furthers their power and arbitrary rule over others and there do. will be sometime in my lifetime there will be a case where someone is charged uh by some other country with doing exactly what julian assange did and the u.s will vigorously defend them they will vigorously do that. Mm-hmm. They will. They will deny mm-hmm. everything. No, if it's somebody and, that did it to Russia, then it's totally fine. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's not going to be an issue. And and for that matter, I mean, people talk about Russian meddling in in the election from from releasing true information. But how many how many elections does the uh, United States interfere with every year? Or in the average year, <laughs> hundreds, I'm sure. I both I don't local know. elections and foreign elections. I would bet. Uh, we've got a great history of this too. I mean, this is this is almost the national sport. Go back to Chile and and like things we were doing with the, the earliest versions of the CIA mm-hmm. in the 40s and the 50s. And we were we were having fun in the banana republics. Oh, what yeah. do we? What did we need? What do we need? What raw material do we need from a particular country? We'll we'll get somebody in there friendly to us. And once you've got people in place who are willing to do that to a foreign uh, population to subvert their elections, what moral restraint is there against their uh, their then manipulating local elections? What happens when when the CIA sees, sees a candidate? that they think would be bad for national security. Do they feel they have the right to manipulate that election the same way they would a foreign election of somebody who was bad for American interests? I can't tell if you're pitching us like the plot line of your new novel or if this is the plot line of a history you're writing. I think this is a plot line of history. I think this is what's... I think think this is what what has happened. I think after World War II... Uh, the United States uh, government was filled of people who would who were absolutely amoral in their pursuit of anti-communism. Oh yeah, and I think that having done that, they think they subverted the news media in the, in the interests uh, with the rhetoric of national interests, and then I think they switched all of that stuff to be used to control the po- the the domestic population. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, fairly accurate. <laughs> summary of what we did in in the post world war ii era it it has the problem is it hasn't stopped uh it hasn't even slowed down it's probably increased in speed Mm. and it is what it is and i don't want anyone to sit we'll see that's what trump does you know all this Mm. stuff well let's talk about julian assange that happened under obama right Mm -hmm. i think some of assange's stuff started under bush um and and these things are going to keep going on and Trump said nice things about WikiLeaks, remember? Oh, yeah. During well, I do wonder if Trump just took him to find out what he knows about Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and then he's going to let him go? But then he's uh, a dead man. <laughs> Trump or Assange?
Stay tuned. Stay tuned for hour number two of Free Talk Live. We're going to discuss. We'll keep talking a little bit more about Julian Assange. we got some phone calls to take. We look forward to that. 855-4. Don't you hate that feeling in the pit of your stomach when the police pull you over? Most people have no idea how to handle it properly, and they promptly get fed into the municipal fee-generating meat grinder. Or maybe you recall that feeling you get when you go to the mailbox and see one or more letters from the IRS. You get a sense of impending doom, don't you? So let me ask you, if you could learn how to use the law to beat the IRS, traffic tickets, almost any courtroom scenario, collectors, credit card debt, and even mortgage debt because of fraud perpetrated against you, would that be worth knowing about? Don't laugh. Investigate. Check out the life-changing benefits of the Lighthouse Law Club at their website, lighthouselaw.com. Dot club. That's lighthouselaw.club. And while you're at it, visit the Lighthouse Law Club YouTube channel. You might be in for a pleasant surprise. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're in hour number two of our three-hour show. We do three hours live. Let me think. Is it Mondays, Tuesdays? No, it's every day of the year. You want to tune in on Thanksgiving? We're here. You want to tune in on New Year's Day? We may be a little hungover, but we'll be here anyway. You can join us and take part in the show by calling 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And uh, let us know what you think. Uh, we've been talking about Julian Assange and the troubles he is facing now that he has been booted out of the Ecuadorian. Ecuadorian? I don't I know. I think either one would work. I think so, too. We're, we're, and this is Chris. I'm in studio, joined by... I'm Ian. And I'm Rich Powell, Pope indigent to the Church of the Invisible Hand. There you go. Uh But Julian Assange is no longer a, I guess he was a guest of the Ecuadorian government residing in an Ecuadorian embassy in London, and he has been shuffled loose his mortal coil within that. What? Um, They killed him? I'm being a little little, uh, overly dramatic there. He's been turned loose. Oh, okay. uh, And turned loose means... They're going to get him back to America, and God knows what the U.S. government will do. Turned loose directly into the arms of the U.K. police. Yeah, Yeah, that's not turned loose. That's handed over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a big distinction there. Uh, If he had been turned loose, I'm pretty sure the Russians would have been happy to come and get him. Yep, Mm -hmm. and we would uh, not be having... I I don't know. How did he end up in the Ecuadorian embassy instead of the russian i would have gone to the russians just on the base did the the russians no he was there before manning uh manning split right was he all was assange already in the in the embassy assange was there in 2012 and i'm trying to remember are you talking about uh when did manning uh when did manning go on uh snowden i'm sorry i'm yes snowden when did snowden go on the run I think that was after after Julian Assange. Okay, it was to... after Assange was in the in the embassy cuz I right. heard of Assange when Assange was free. I I I don't know when he went into the embassy though. 
you bet. Hey, we're going to go to the phones where we've got Vernon in New Orleans. Vernon, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Okay, so uh, in other news, uh, today the United States military is forcing anyone that has identified themselves as a transgender to either they have to have proof, medical proof that they suffer from what's called gender dysphoria mm-hmm. in their file by tomorrow, or they will have to continue to serve in the military under the sex which they were assigned at birth. So I just I was fascinated by this when I heard of this, and I don't even know if y'all ever ever heard of gender dysphoria, but apparently it is some sort of a uh, officially recognized uh, kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, gender dysphoria is. Uh, what it's the medical term for being transgender, and I don't know if it's accepted by all transgender people. I know that there are transgender people who use that term to refer to themselves. Um, I I would imagine that's a matter of some debate. I have the uh, Wikipedia uh, definition here. Gender dysphoria, or GD, is the distress a person experiences as a result of the sex and gender they were assigned at birth. In this case, the assigned sex and gender do not match the person's gender identity, and uh, that would be how they feel, right? Uh, And the person is transgender. Evidence from studies of twins suggests that gender dysphoria not only has psychological causes, but may have biological causes as well. Let's not trivialize it and say how they feel, because it's, it's not so much a matter of how they feel as I understand it. My understanding is that what it, what transgender people are saying is that they've developed, uh, they're in a masculine body, for example, but have developed a feminine personality. Mm-hmm. So it's deeper than how they feel. It's their personality. It's who they are. Like if you if you read um, about people who suffer from multiple dis- uh, personality disorders, okay. Some of the sometimes some of the personalities will be female and some of the personalities will be male. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so imagine if you only had one personality, but it happened to be a male one, and you were in a female body. How right, do you but, deal but, with but that? Do we have a medical diagnosis to actually officially recognize that instead of just our own word? I mean, I, I to me. I would. I think it's rather offensive that the federal government is requiring these people to have to get this kind of diagnosis, basically, in order to continue serving in the military. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's akin. With. It's akin to saying that I have to say that I have. Uh, um, what what is the disorder where that they that they made to, to medicalize libertarianism? <laughs> Um, oppositional defiant disorder. Mm, yes, it's like yes. say it's like making me confess to having oppositional defiant disorder in order to register as libertarian uh, to vote. Right. The the silliness of this in yeah, the fact that yeah, what gets lost here is people that are in the military are are there voluntarily. They've chosen that life. They have volunteered, but, and it seems like if you're volunteering to do something, you're giving someone else control, control. over you. Then, in the then, military, more so than yeah. normal. If oh, you're yeah. volunteering for a job, you can quit. Yeah. Uh, with the military, as you know, it's what, eight years minimum? Uh, half of it's the ready reserves nowadays and yeah, then half's active it, duty? It depends, and you can go in for a couple of years. But but the thing is, is you're there voluntarily, and I think uh, 
Well, first of all, read the contract because you're going to find all sorts of things like this in there uh, that you had no idea were there. Any final yeah. thoughts? No, I think, I think a lot of people joined during the Obama administration because that don't ask, don't tell thing went out the window. And then Obama, you know, says, like, okay, you can, you can be whatever sex you want. Who cares? Just joined. And so they joined, and now Trump's reversed all of that. And so they, they joined, you know, possibly under false pretenses, I think. Well, I won't doubt that, but I will say also that, you know, when you join, when you say that I agree to no longer, I'm basically giving up most of my constitutional rights for whatever my uh, superior officers tell me to do, that you shouldn't be surprised by that sort of thing. Right. You are literally waiving your rights when you join the the military. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Richard. Think about how the uh, for you've read, I'm sure, Starship Troopers. Yes. Okay. Finally. Now, the fascinating thing about Starship Troopers to me is that they treated the men and the women in the fi- in in the military exactly the same way. Yes. And this wasn't reflected in the movie, but according to Heinlein in the <laughs> book, the uh, the uh, military was about fifteen percent female. Um, and except yes. that certain, or at least the, the mobile infantry, I think it was higher among starship captains. Yes. Pilots uh, were more predominantly female. So maybe book. what the military should do is stop recognizing the concept of gender entirely. Mm. That's maybe an they should proposal. just say, we don't care what gender you are. Right. You qualify, you know? at, you know, this level, um, right. whatever. And, and, you know, you just have to be tough enough, A, to defend yourself and B, to defend your country, and we don't care what's hanging between your legs because that's not an issue. Well, I think but it's... The... <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that somebody else brought it up. I don't know if it was on the air yeah. or where it was, but somebody else pointed out, why not just get rid of it from driver's licenses too? Like, what's yeah. the use of that information? That Is was right? me at the ACLU meeting, actually, okay. yeah. because they were, uh, they were talking about adding a third gender, and I'm like, why add a third right. one? Why not just... I mean, it doesn't matter unless they're putting you in jail. And if they want to know which jail to put you in, they can ask you. Yeah, there's Um, there's all sorts of things. I I, I don't know. I I think that part of this, and it's it's interesting that both sides bring this on. You have the right, which is, you know, vehemently insisting that all, if you're you're going to say you're transgender, we're going to make you jump through all these hoops. Yet you also have people on the left that have been demanding equal rights until those equal rights become incons- just just not of interest. They don't want to actually, mm-hmm. they don't want them. They just want the idea of it. They want equality right. on their terms. 855. It's symbolic of their fight against reality. <laughs> exactly. Very well put. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. You can also hit us up on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. In studio, we have myself, Chris. Hey, I'm Ian. And Rich Paul. And we've been talking about Julian Assange and his loss of what little freedom he had living in the Ecuadorian embassy in London and now being held by the British 
who are promising to promptly turn him over to the U.S. government so the U.S. government can try him for what sounds to us like trumped-up charges. Trumped-up? I knew someone would say that. Yeah, uh, not not really referring to President Trump, but Trump is, uh, hey, he's he's the guy. The buck stops here, right? So... Yeah, he could have he could have stopped this. He could indeed. Um, but Did, I, does anybody was this his thing? I mean, is he? No, they've been working on this for it, years. It sounds like he, yes. you know, what he said was, "I don't know anything about WikiLeaks," which obviously <laughs> uh, Trump, like Jesus, speaks in parable. <laughs> so <laughs> obviously he knows things about WikiLeaks. I, I assume that he meant he knew nothing about these arrests. Maybe, or... maybe that's what he meant. But but Trump was basically saying, come on, WikiLeaks, what else do you have on Hillary? This was during the campaign. What oh, else do yeah. you got? So, so, I want to yeah, see that's WikiLeaks what, that's what release I everything. So obviously he knows that WikiLeaks exists. He's sure. made the statement, I love WikiLeaks. Right. You know, now the interesting thing is I, I, can a president pardon an act before, uh, before, before a, a true bill is returned? This may be the presidency where we find out the answer to that question. I don't think he's going to, I don't <laughs> think Trump's going to go out on any limbs for, uh, for Assange. I don't either. Well, on the one hand, it would tend to reinforce the conspiracy theorists that said that Assange is just a Trump stooge. Mm. Um, Although, you know, I, I don't believe ridiculous. it's true because yeah. if you look at the history of WikiLeaks, it's completely nonpartisan. Right. They, they attack everybody. They embarrass the Democrats and the Republicans and even the Ecuadorians yes. when he was living in the Ecuadorian embassy. You know, yep. yeah. um, he, he's, he will embarrass anybody. And that that may be his undoing. Well, I just mean, to be maybe clear, that was the one hand that he shouldn't have. Although he wasn't running WikiLeaks, he wasn't at that running time. WikiLeaks That's for like right. the last six months that out or before. something. Like I that. forgot True. that. There's some amount of time recently that he has not been in charge. Understandably, because he's been restricted uh, in this semi-prison of the you know embassy. This this yeah. was in March. They were basically saying, "We demand that you take better care of your cat, and you have to do something." They else. let his cat in there. He had a cat in there, and huh. they were they Who were basically a made a big deal about all these threats against him. Uh, if you ever want to have internet access again, so he's been really completely cut off from from the world, and the idea that that he could you know orchestrate anything from behind the walls of the Ecuadorian embassy is is silly. Not saying wasn't he allowed out on a balcony? Haven't I seen photos of him out oh, on yeah. a balcony? Anytime he was speaking to the press or anything like that, he could do that, mm-hmm. you know, and still remain within the grounds. But, but you know, the idea that he was really coordinating anything in the last six months or a year, it's it's a pretty tough one to swallow. Well, certainly somebody had to have been intercepting all of his communications. I can't imagine the Ecuadorians weren't bugging him. That was, that was the British government. The yeah, British sure. were. Yeah, you know everybody was everybody bugs everybody. Well, I mean, there was an article game. we read. I forget where it was from, but whatever the journalist was allowed to go and meet with Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy, and said that it was super creepy. Like the whole time they were there, they were constantly being monitored. They yeah. couldn't go into any room where there wasn't a camera uh, set up by the the embassy people. So right. he was constantly under watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but why? Same way talking to your lawyer in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But, right, you just have to believe them that they're not going to listen in because every single room is wired for oh, sound. Oh, yeah, they certainly have yep. the ability yep. to listen to your attorney-client uh, conversation. And I guarantee you there are people listening right now. They're going, well, Julian Assange, I mean, he spilled U.S. secrets. These these were classified documents. I mean, all the, the, the communiques with all our embassies all over the world, you are missing the point. If you believe that he just was an evil guy, you know, spying on the U.S., turning over secrets, you have to realize that the U.S. had secrets that they were trying to keep that were against mm-hmm. U.S. law. That's the issue. It's whether the U.S. government follows its own constitution. And thank God mm-hmm. for people like Julian Assange who call BS on this stuff, you know, and they say everybody should know what you're doing. And this has been going on for, you know, Pentagon Papers. There's been yeah. so many examples of people who have been prosecuted and targeted uh, for revealing the truth. Um, yeah. And, you know, I take the position that anything that can be destroyed by the truth should be destroyed by the truth. Absolutely. Um, you know, and if the truth brings governments down, let them fall. If the truth brings the banks down, let them fall. If the truth brings the churches down, let them fall. I'm with you. The truth will set us free. If we Eventually. ever get it out. Yeah. <laughs> if we can ever get it. And if you're not locked in a, a cell in, in Great Britain, which is where Julian Assange is right now, waiting to find out if he's going to move to a new cell in the United States so they can debate whether they can put him away for another 10 or 12 years. That's yeah. that's going to be the debate. It's insanity. Uh, this coming from the BBC, after his arrest, the 47-year-old Australian national was initially taken to a central London police station before appearing in court. Um, let's it see. It said that uh, he pleaded not guilty, but then was all. Didn't it say like two paragraphs below that that he was actually sentenced uh, to, or not sentenced, but found guilty? He pled not guilty to doing that and. To, to not showing up for court. Right. And not. He pled not guilty to the 2012 charge of failing to surrender to the court. Finding him guilty of that, uh, District Judge Michael Snow and Assange's behavior said Assange's behavior was, quote, the behavior of a narcissist who cannot get beyond his own selfish interests. So this is this is done. He's been found guilty. He's now just awaiting sentencing for the UK uh, charge. Correct. He said he was then sent to Southwark Crown Court for sentencing where he faces up to 12 months in prison. The court also heard that during his arrest. Uh, at the embassy, he had had to be restrained and shouted, quote, this is unlawful and I am not leaving, unquote. Assange set up WikiLeaks in 2006 with the aim of obtaining... Yeah, we don't need a, I don't think we need to go through yeah, all that. Yeah, the I was just going to see if there was anything intriguing here that, that has come out. So um, he's going uh, to to prison or jail or whatever they call it over in the UK for up to 12 months for simply mm-hmm. missing a court date. So basically yes. a misdemeanor. Uh, the equivalent of uh, of uh, the common law contempt of court charges that that we've both had in Keene. Um, I mean, this was an actual charge. Not, I mean, yeah, it's essentially it's kind of like contempt, but it's basically uh, yeah, yeah, but it's misdemeanor appear- level. They're not they're yeah. not looking him to put him away for another twelve years. No, they want to give him a spanking though. Uh yeah, that they do. I suspect he's going to get some prison time. Maybe it won't be the full twelve, uh, twelve months. But. Yep. So in your mind, was Assange, is he a traitor? Is he a hero? Let us know what you think. 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number, 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 
Bitcoin.com is delighted to announce their latest partnership with the gift card specialist at eGifter. With many of the world's leading brands on their roster, it is now easier than ever to get the gift cards of your favorite brands with Bitcoin Cash. To get started, just follow these simple steps. Visit giftcards.bitcoin.com, pick the gift card you want, follow the instructions on your screen, and make your payment using your Bitcoin Cash wallet. Sit tight and your gift card will be delivered to you as soon as it's ready. That's giftcards.bitcoin.com. That's our toll-free number. You can join in, take part in the show. We'd love to hear from you. But before we do, I do want to tell you about Edge Wallet. Are you familiar with Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies that are out there? Rich, have you heard of these? Have I heard of cryptocurrencies? Yes. No, man. No? What's that? (laughs) Cryptocurrencies are changing the world, and one of the best places to start is with the Edge Wallet. Edge Wallet is available on iOS and Android. This allows you a secure place to keep and store your cryptocurrencies. You can also buy, sell, and trade from the Edge Wallet. This is user-controlled, and you will own and control the keys to your own money. It supports Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and too many more to list. I love this that is, that they have an arrow. I think that is one that, of the coolest is, things. Right, that is a huge step. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Monero, Monero is a privacy coin, and it is so much has gone into the development of Monero, it makes it almost impossible to code a wallet that supports it. It's been very, very difficult. Because Monero right. uh, wasn't based on Bitcoin. It's one right. of the few cryptos out there that started basically from scratch, and they did it differently. Uh, it's called Crypto Note. That's about all I know about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's different. No. Uh, and, and and programmers complain because mm-hmm. it's hard to put Monero into things and you know get it uh, working without a full node. Basically, was the uh, was the zero cash, um, not zero, zero hash, cash? but the Z coin Z coin yeah. um, protocol was that's, an, that's Bitcoin originally, and then I think they they yeah they that modified off, it, it off really. Monero was all new. Uh, Edge Wallet comes from a veteran team. They uh, veteran team. They've been building since 2014. Right. They advertise that they are secure in your freedom, and we agree. You can go to HTTPS. Oh my God! Did you really slash, just say that? I did. I'm just going to say <laughs> go to Edge.app to find out more, or you can find it in the Android or iOS uh, stores on your phone. www dot. No, no, I don't need to do that, but I do need to do colon slash forward slash forward slash i'm just being silly oh wow edge.app this is a great wallet for people that are looking to get started with uh, with cryptocurrency and even people like me that have been in it for a long time um it's the number one wallet that i use yeah and it's uh you know wallets are are a necessary part for those of you who are, who may not be familiar with this type of thing if you're going to hold cryptocurrency you have to have not a leather wallet like we would keep in our back pocket, but you have to have a digital wallet. And the problem is, is if you end up with five or six or ten different cryptocurrencies, that mean that used to mean five or ten different wallets that you'd have to manage and juggle the keys around, and it was not easy. Ain't um, nobody got time for that. All right. But you got uh, solutions like Edge Wallet 
that do a very nice job of making that much simpler. You know, I've got some crypto-related news if you want to get into it. Please. Uh, PewDiePie. You ever heard of this guy? He is, uh, what, the largest YouTuber, uh, largest audience. He net worth of somewhere around 40 to 50 million dollars from really? streaming yeah yeah he's the number one channel on youtube referenced Huge. by the new zealand shooter that's correct which yeah whatever happened to him i haven't heard word he's one out of, out of new zealand i don't know we haven't been following it closely so. they were going to yeah. execute him but they've instead banned all their guns so there are no guns <laughs> left to shoot him with well oh, probably wow. just kidding. all the guns yeah but they yeah. are definitely cracking down there um, according to Cointelegraph.com and like, I don't know how many other dozens, if not hundreds of websites, this is getting reported in mainstream, uh, right. public, I think variety.com had an article about it. Newsweek had this, but we'll go to a cryptocurrency uh, place for it. Cointelegraph.com PewDiePie, the personality behind the most subscribed channel on YouTube will start streaming on blockchain video platform D live as of April 14th. So that's, I think this Sunday. The firm announced in a press release on the 9th, DLive, a blockchain-powered broadcasting app that includes a reward system for content creators, will be, quote, the exclusive live streaming platform, unquote, for the famous Swedish YouTuber Felix Gjellberg, better known as PewDiePie, according to their press release. Now, think about this from a, like a business perspective. This is a huge win for you know whatever d live is and whoever's behind it we don't know a whole lot about it right, right. now we're on there as of yesterday after <laughs> we saw this news right at d live.lrn.fm because there's going to be a huge rush of people going to this platform but they just poached the number one youtuber over to their platform mm. what do you think it cost them well, I th- I think the the promise I think what PewDiePie sees is an opportunity to to get away from the threat of demonetization. And basically what YouTube has been doing for the last couple of years has been going to a lot of their their very successful uh, content producers right. and saying, yeah, we're just paying you too much, so mm-hmm. we're going to have to we're cut, cut, cut that back. That. We're going to cut that back. Or you said something on one of your streams that we just don't politically agree with. So right. and we're that's taking what, away all One of the things audience. that makes censorship so attractive for YouTube is if they censor popular people, they don't have to pay them. Right. They can just rob them blind. Right. Um, so, you know, it's a license to steal for them. They can but, make money you know, off of those personalities without having them be on their platform officially, right? Like, there's a zillion videos of Alex Jones sure. on YouTube that aren't on his channel, and YouTube's right. monetizing every last minute of uh, a lot of those things. Yes. But Jones yeah. doesn't get any of it. Well, Alex Jones could sue them for copyright infringement and probably win if he wanted to. And- I don't know. I mean, maybe he could. You know, I don't know if that would put. I him mean, in I like don't a- think he should because yeah. I don't think that these these laws right. should exist. Once you've released something yeah it should be public well i mean to jones's right. credit i think that uh, jones has sort of always been known for putting out his videos publicly and for free so yeah i don't yeah think he doesn't he want would. to do anything that's going to prevent his message from being uh right. being circulated and, and driving good. driving watchers back to his site i mean that it's okay there's there's value in free sometimes but this is a huge uh, move. Now, somebody yeah. called in last night. Uh, right, the reason why this got brought up last night briefly was because the first call out of the gate was actually about it. Uh, Big Loaf, and I kind of jumped in for a moment to to say something to it. 
Big Loaf had called in. He's a frequent chatter in our, our Discord server. And uh, pointed out that he does not believe that this platform that uh, PewDiePie is going to is actually decentralized. And he made a strong argument. And so, like, what I'd been saying yesterday in my tweets and such about this was, you know, allegedly decentralized or purportedly, like, I'd like quali- try to qualify because right. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the code. I don't know what it, I don't know if many people have. Mm-hmm. And, and Big Loaf's point was, you couldn't even get like a full node software. You couldn't get whatever right. it is that they're using to distribute. If they are, you you know, uh, if it's out of open beta or whatever, I don't know. We couldn't find it. He couldn't find it. I haven't found it either. Well, and I think it's important to note that at some point with any of these platforms, there's going to be somebody at the top who's going to make decisions. You know, and, yeah. and you're going to have layers down from there. Jones apparently has already been banned from DLive. Yes. Really? Yes, that's yeah. correct. So they they still, you know. Okay, so that that you know, if they won't let Alex Jones yeah. on then I don't want even though I don't believe him, I don't agree with him. Sure. I think he's a good canary in the coal mine yeah. to say I'm not going to invest that much right. time or energy in D-Live because if they're already banning people from the get then it's well. I think he had it's going to go downhill. They got ri- they got rid of him. Yeah. So he so D Live has yeah. been around for over a year, as I understand it. They're just getting a lot of press coverage in the last Huge. two days. Yeah. Um, well, getting a lot of press coverage doesn't that generally mean? I mean, Facebook and Twitter got a lot of press coverage. The other people didn't. Um, <laughs> isn't don't they give press coverage to the people they're trying to drive you to? Yeah, yeah, they could yeah. be doing that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust anything that comes out of the media. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. I mean, for for our purposes, as, and as I pointed out to uh, to Big Love because he was, uh, I don't know, tooting at me on Mastodon over this as well <laughs> over the last day. And it's like, look, I don't have to agree with everything a company does to utilize their platform, right? We're yeah. on Twitch, and Twitch has made some crappy decisions oh, about yeah. some of their sure. streamers. We're on D Live, and you know, D Live isn't perfect, but at least they're mm-hmm. trying something different. And we yeah. can get into a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah, it sounds... 855-450 free. What do you think? Will you follow PewDiePie to DLive? This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number. 855-450-3733. And we've we've been talking about all kinds of stuff. We spent a a fair amount of the first hour discussing Julian Assange and the troubles that he is facing in the UK and most likely soon in the United States. Uh, We have also talked a little bit about DLive, a new streaming platform that just recently scored the number one YouTuber poached him, poached him, lured him away from YouTube. The guy was making 40. I don't, I'm not sure if that was lifetime earnings of 40 to $50 million as YouTube's top streamer. Um, but now he is with D live where you can also catch our, our show right now. That's right. We are on D live at D live.lrn.fm. And uh, be sure to subscribe to us there. It's kind of cool. It's it it sounds great. It looks great. I got to say, right out the yeah. gate, the nice thing about what what we did was, um, as soon as I saw this news, it was actually thanks to the chatters in the Discord server. I wouldn't have seen the story about PewDiePie necessarily. See, now I otherwise. posted that in one of our telegrams. You did. You might have been a little bit later than than them, but I'm not sure. Impossible. Either way. 
Either but way, go ahead. I, Delude some, yourself. The more times I see something, the more likely I am to look into it. Yeah, that's true. That's right. That's how that advertising works. I mean, when you hear a message enough times, right. the idea is eventually you'll remember it and then go and, and do something about it. Mm-hmm. And they say that, it, like, I don't know, whoever they is, they say that uh, the average person has to hear a message 21 times before they'll actually act on it. So Good. Um, we, Your pants uh, are on fire. I acted on this right away <laughs> because, you know, I figure you yeah. follow the big dog in this particular right, case. Right. And PewDiePie is mm. a huge star. I've never actually seen him for more than, you know, a couple seconds here and there on a clip or two. But I have never. Yeah. Uh, but last night, Angie was saying she loves him. She thinks he's uh, funny and uh, Zarasta in our chat room thinks he's hilarious. And these are women that are way out of his uh, his demographic. Right. So purportedly. So he's a huge star. And I figure, all right, well, what let's is go his check this demographic out. purportedly? Young males. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who's going to watch uh, a guy play video games on the internet? Yeah, he does. And I guess I it's don't a have of any things. idea who's going to watch a guy play video. The crazy people. Hey, millions of them. Ninety-two million or something like yeah, that. It's, it's insane numbers. Eight fifty-five, four fifty, free. If you can tell us what PewDiePie does, because none of he us plays video games. Apparently, no I know much. what he does. I just don't watch. Is there more to it? I've heard he does other stuff too. Well, what do you? Let, why don't we go yeah. next door after the uh, show tonight <laughs> and watch some, some PewDiePie. PewDiePie and find out what he does? We can report back next week. Well, I don't. Yeah. You pr- could probably watch recordings of it, but I don't know if he's live on D Live yet. Is no, he? no, no. He starts on the fourteenth. So right. there's like this yeah. big buildup that's going on. Uh, where you know he's he's put the announcement out on his YouTube channel, yes. so now millions of people are seeing that, and there's right. a certain you know date for his first broadcast on D Live. So over the next few days, what we're going to see happen is a lot of his fans and others who see the news are going to check out this new platform, and we're already seeing that uh, he's already got a hundred thousand. I looked at his account earlier today; he's already got a hundred thousand followers. We're already, I think, past a hundred. We were at like ninety-seven uh, earlier today. So I mean, we we've been there for yeah. twenty-four hours, and we're doing better on d live day number one as far as views than we are doing on twitch after a year the Crazy. interesting the question i would ask pewdiepie if i had it if i had him here would be did you get cash up front when mm-hmm. the, from the company for changing or did you change because you have confidence in this new platform it's got to be cash right i mean it's got well i wouldn't sacrifice something that had already made me 45 million dollars in for the hope for the hope of something else being purer or better well i would want to see that i had money up front that and the good news for him is it's low risk for him right because he's not closing his youtube channel He's just going to stop live streaming to his YouTube channel. So he can but still take But that may the- affect his YouTube viewership, and if those viewers don't go to DLive, then he's lost. I don't think that, uh, and I know we got the Gene the Christian Anarchist here, but, yeah. uh, but I don't think that as far as viewers are concerned, as long as you've got new content coming to YouTube, mm-hmm. he's going to not lose any significant amount of views. Yeah, see, I he don't can- know if it's like a football game where you got to watch the thing live no. when you watch or- a no, video game. They have different ways that they're paying these guys out we're going to go to gene the christian anarchist gene you're on free talk live hey guys want to talk about julian um go ahead and trump as well because people seem to think that uh, or some people are speculating that trump's going to rescue julian and yada 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 and i don't think there's no way a, a snowball's chance in hell 
that Trump will ever do anything for Julian. Now, he sure used him during the campaign. Oh, I love WikiLeaks. I yep, love right. WikiLeaks. That's what he said. He said it so many times how much he loved WikiLeaks. And oh, but that's just about- what we call pillow talk, baby. <laughs> 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 so, uh, yeah, but anyway, I think that Julian is in some you know, serious danger here. I think that they'll probably have him turned over very shortly. Um, he'll have lawyers trying to fight it, but you know, I've said this since, uh, gosh, since my, uh, experience fighting the IRS and that goes back, uh, at least 20. Well, I started over 30 years ago and I fought them for 20 years. Did the law win? Uh, well, I finally gave in because we needed to uh, get on with our business. So yeah. I guess in a way they won because uh, I finally gave in. But what, what it boiled down to is I realized that these people are just lawless thugs. And it doesn't matter what the rules say. If you find a rule that says they can't do something because it's, a, it's, it's not correct, Right. They're just going to ignore the rule and do it anyway. It doesn't matter to them what the rules say. Well, some, it sounds to me like the law got your money and we got you. So I'd say the law lost. Indeed. <laughs> and sometimes well, they will change the rules and, or they will simply have one of their courts interpret the law in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, yeah but that most allows of the time them to speak just, out of both sides of their mouth. Go ahead. But most of the time they just ignore the law and just, you know, you bring it up and they'll just say uh, overruled and move on. You know, that's sure. it. So yeah. they don't they don't really care. And but, and it's blatant. The Second Amendment. Oh, that doesn't really mean what it says. Well, yes, it does, because it's a contract. Right. The yeah. only the only time those rules ever mean anything to them is when they're applying them to us. And yep. it's time for the mundanes to learn that. There is no such thing as law. Law does not exist. It's a it's a fallacy. The only thing they've got are, th- you know, tools they use to oppress the people. They don't follow those rules. In fact, I think it's one of the few things George, I believe it was George Bush, told the truth about when he said, talking about the Constitution, it's just a GD piece of paper. Yeah, is what, he what said. an honest moment, and, huh? Yeah. And, and that's abs- And I, I agree with them. Yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, that's exactly you, what it is. It's just a piece of paper. It carries mm-hmm. absolutely no weight at all. You know who Lysander Spooner is? Of course. But Lysander yeah. Spooner is my hero. Oh, that's the, what the Constitution what, is either authorized such government as we have had, or it has been powerless, powerless to, prevent, to it. prevent it. Neither way, it's unfit to exist. Well, that sounds favorite. like a modern, modern thinker who would say something like that. When was that said? That was said prior 50. to the Civil War because yeah. his primary issue, uh, issue was the abolition of slavery. Yeah. Lysander Spooner was my wake-up call when I read uh, an essay on the trial by jury back in the 70s. I had to get it uh, on paper, uh, on a hardcover book, because we didn't have internet back then. So this is how I learned about uh, about liberty. And uh, yeah, Lysander Spooner, I highly recommend everybody look him up, read what he said. Absolutely. He's got a lot of good stuff. Hey, uh, Gene, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, just this this idea that the, the idea of the Constitution was to limit government. The idea was yeah. that was that this this will these will be the <laughs> restraints upon the federal government, and that'll work. It worked for maybe fifteen like minutes, a, a half hour, until 
uh, they figured out that well we we can't really do this, and that's yeah. why the why the argument that the Constitution is a so called living document is so such nonsense because the cons- the Constitution was a compact between the states. Yes. So one party to a compact doesn't get to say, well, this is a living document, so. I'm only I'm I'm only going to treat it as I want to treat it because that's not how contracts work. That's yeah, not the, how compacts work. And the idea of the living constitution came about in the progressive era. That was the age of Teddy Roosevelt, prominent Republican, and Wilson, a prominent Democrat. They were the mm. proponents of this idea of a living document. Well, craziness. We're gonna, crazy, crazy, crazy. Sooner or later. Somebody's going to burn it to the ground, and I'm going to roast marshmallows and cheer. I hear you. 855-450 free. You'll, you'll stick around. You'll hear some more interesting stuff on Free Talk Live, 855-450. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event, even with coupon code FTLEB. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL. TLEB for a discount. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, hour number three. We do three hours every night. And you can join us in studio at 855-450-FREE. Tonight we have myself, Chris. I'm Ian. And I'm Pope Indigent of the Church of the Invisible Hand. Also known as? Rich Paul. There we go. Uh, And I wanted to tell you about ForkFest. Did you miss ForkFest 2018? You may have never even heard of ForkFest 2018. You forked up. You forked up. We want to make sure you know about ForkFest 2019. Start planning now to attend ForkFest 2019 and join Liberty-Minded Voluntarists Anarchists and Libertarians from June 13th until June 18th for ForkFest 2019 at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of another popular camping party in the woods, and you're invited to come and create whatever experience you'd like others to have. ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no one in charge. So it's up to you to create what happens, or you can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers. For more information and to connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or ForkFest forum, visit ForkFest.party. That's ForkFest.party. And man, I hope I can get away for at least a day or two to get up there. It's the problem of owning one's own 
business. It's shaping up to be. You know, uh, have you considered just shutting down for a week? <laughs> it's hard to do that, though. It's hard to do that, but you know, it's everybody's got to have some downtime. Well, I hear two you. days off a week, right? But two days off a week started happening after we've been in business for three years where we were open six days a week. Yeah, and I heard Colleen I mean, had to this twist is, your arm into it, too. Well, I mean, yeah, just about anything resistant. else you said, I would say, oh, give me some money, I'll take care of that for you. But pork fest, no. <laughs> or fork fest, no. It's, I'm going to be there. I ain't missing it for the world. It's a good time. And uh, the neat thing about it, and this was what I've always liked about other events, uh libertarian minded you will be presented with ideas that you will not hear anyone else and i don't care if you're if you're coming at at the world from the left if you're coming at the world from the right if you're a diehard democrat diehard republican i think if you will uh open your eyes and open your mind uh there's some things out there there's 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 more than just two choices in this world it's not just coke or pepsi yeah, Forkfest to me, it's it reminds me of what Porkfest once was, in that Porkfest has become more centrally controlled, and Forkfest is a lot more open. Yes, you can do just about anything that is an initiating force there, and we're going to leave you alone. We're going to just let you do it. Don't irritate the uh, property owner, but other than that, it's all good. By the way, I heard uh, there's a rumor. I don't know how true it is because with Forkfest, it's decentralized, so you, nobody's in charge of anything. So we don't really well, always just, know what just exactly. Just talk to the boss. Everything there that's is going no on, boss. right? Uh, but everybody's the boss of their own selves and their own campsite and what they want to do there. I heard a rumor that the big gay dance party which was originally scheduled to come back. This was one of the biggest features, the most popular, the most fun uh, parts of the Porcupine Freedom Festival until it stopped when Buzz retired from from throwing it. Yeah. Um, I think in 2015 was her last year. I heard a rumor that it was scheduled for Porkfest, but it may be moving to Forkfest. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. See, I like that idea because... You know, there's something to be said for a family-friendly pork fest, okay? Mm -hmm. Because I want families to be able to come in here, and including Christian families and families that that are that have that are socially conservative. I want them to be able to come up here and go to pork fest and have a good time. But I also want people who want more of an adult. Uh, experience who want to see porks gone wild to I want them to come up to fork fest mm-hmm. and I want them to have a good old time too and there are some people that will really enjoy both environments That's true. if yeah. we do it that way so this doesn't have to be a contention this isn't a nope. war this isn't an either or uh, and if it's presented as a choice it's a false choice agreed and the idea of I just love the idea of a, a competitor. You know, yes. I, I like to see multiple events and I like to see them competing yeah. for the same vacation time. And I think, you know, for yeah. me, a decentralized event, something where there is nobody yeah. in charge, um, that has a lot of appeal. And for a lot of you out there, well, that sounds and pretty anarchistic. There's well, no, also a, private property. a uh, right. illustration of how capitalism allows both competition and uh, cooperation because 
Forkfest is actually a sponsor of Porkfest, although for some reason that isn't uh, reflected on the Porkfest site right now. I think that's just a technical thing. I wasn't going to talk about it tonight, but I can't let you say something that's no longer true. That is no longer true. Oh, Oh, really? Yes. Uh, I'm very disappointed to hear that. I was contacted after, it was true, for over a month. The Forkfest logo was on the Porkfest.com website. Yep. And it mysteriously disappeared a couple of days ago, and I reached out to find out, hey, what's going on? What happened to the logo? Uh, Johnson brought it to my attention. I didn't know it was gone. He said, hey, did you know your the Forkfest logo that he designed yeah. uh, is is gone from the, the website? And so I looked into it, because I was the person who did this, this, uh-huh. the sponsorship, but it could have been anybody right. who, who did the sponsorship, because again, it's you know decentralized. And uh, I, mean, I I don't want to hash out all the details on it here, but let's just say somebody within the Free State Project pulled plug on that sponsorship. They decided they didn't want the money if it comes from Ian Freeman. Wow. Oh. Well, I wonder if they would take it from Rich Paul. Good question. I actually let's asked that question in out. response uh, um, to the email that I received from Jason Sorens about this earlier right. today, who's the founder of the Free State Project. I'm still waiting to hear back from him. Interesting. Oh, that is so, so disappointing. Yeah, it but, is. I wasn't planning on bringing it up tonight, but since you said that, I didn't want you to. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have kept that comment to myself. Had it's I disappointing known. to me too. Yeah, like I didn't want to see that uh, happen. Right. Yeah. Um, but, oh, that that is disappointing. Um, you sorry, know, sorry and, to bring down I, the I show. There. The, yeah, I mean, no, I don't, the, I don't the wanna... disappointing thing about it is there are some people, and to some extent, this is a tempest in a teapot. Um, you know, especially if it's not, if it's, if it's just an, an Ian thing, although it is disappointing because, you know, there, but what bothers me is there are people who have chosen not to move to New Hampshire because they've seen the free state project as this big bad thing because of their treatment of Ian. And the thing is, I don't, I, I always say, well, come anyway. I never interact directly with the free state project except at Porkfest, and sooner or later they may ban me from Porkfest. I don't care. I'll still go to Porkfest, right. and I'll still be in New Hampshire doing my thing. Yep. Because even if they hate me, their benefit, their their existence here benefits me. Sure. So I have, you know, I didn't I didn't decide to become a political activist because I wanted people to love me. God, that wasn't it. <laughs> wow. Well, how misguided would you think somebody was to become a, <laughs> become an activist for that reason? I think we have a president <laughs> who's very much guided by that thought, not as an activist, but as the idea that people will love me. Uh, oh, he talks about that a lot. Well, and some people do. <laughs> they do. I'm not one of them. I'm not either. But you know what I did find interesting? And what I love, I love when governments finally realize the folly of their ways. When really the silliness even becomes apparent to them. And and this time it happens in Arizona, where they are close to abolishing an absurd licensing law that requires 1,000 hours of training to blow dry hair. Wow. You might hurt somebody with that blow dryer. I mean, it could I, get really hot. I, I'm looking um, at a picture here of these two gentlemen. It looks like they're in a, you know, they're in a salon of some sort, but they're they're brandishing their their blow dryers almost as if they were weapons. This is this could be dangerous. Do they have a dangerous. license for that? Now, if if your hourly rate 
is $15 an hour, that's demanding $15,000 worth of your time. It, Seriously? It is insanity, but Plus hey. Plus whatever you paid for the training. Good Lord. That is what we have Let's come to expect it. from uh, government. We're going to talk about that Bring shortly. out the guillotines. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about occupational licensing. This is Free Talk Live. You can reach us at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Or hit us up on Discord, discord.lrn.fm. All you need is a high-speed internet connection, a decent mic, and a little bit of software loaded on your smartphone or on your laptop, and you will sound like you are here in the studio with us. And the us in studio tonight is myself, Chris. Hey, it's Ian. And Rich Paul. And uh, we've been talking about, I think we should continue with this discussion briefly. Yeah, well... We didn't even start it. Yeah. You know, I was I was reflecting on the Free State Project as an organization and, and over the break, and I was thinking, you know, the Free State Project and the Libertarian Party, to some extent, fits into this category, Um is 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 an organization where it's 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 kind of like your dumb friend where you like him but he's kind of dumb and sometimes he just says and does inexplicably inexplicably stupid things okay but you still like the guy and you feel kind of bad for him and you know he is out there like sweeping up his little corner of the world and doing something useful so you can't say he's a waste of skin right you know he's just you know your dumb friend and you tolerate him for his foibles and you know if he gets in his way you go around him because he's dumb yeah. Um, and so I still love the Free State Project. I still love the Libertarian Party, but both of them give me facepalm moments oh, yeah. sometimes. And this is one of them. This is like the whole treatment of 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 Ian has reminded it. I mean, it's it's the same kind of feeling I had when I looked up from the Ron Paul 2008 uh, campaign and said, oh, the Libertarian Party had a convention. They nominated who? Bob Barr? <laughs> oh, my God. Why didn't I pay attention? Speaking of facepalm <laughs> moments. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big one. And I don't know. To me, it's it's another another reason I love the idea of decentralization, that, that you really do need to. We have to break this idea that that any organization whether it's it's mm-hmm. you know libertarian party or the uh free state project board of directors or political mm-hmm. parties can absolutely direct the movements of lots of different people mm-hmm. or, or represent their ideals and that yeah. just doesn't happen and our government doesn't do that yeah. governments and, in general cannot do that yeah and we also have to keep in mind that imperfect organizations can deliver beneficial results uh, if they're operating in a limited capacity. Like, I still want the Free State Project to continue to exist and continue to bring people to New Hampshire, and I will continue my attempts to bring people to New Hampshire in my own right. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doing that. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And I really want, uh, you know, if somebody sends me, you know, $500 or $1,000 to set it up, I want to start a new project and I want to call it the, Lib- the Live Free or Die Project. Okay, and this is what the Live Free or Die project would be. It's a bunch of New Hampshire residents asking libertarians who are libertarians, asking libertarians from all over the country to come and help us preserve our liberty. This is not an invasion from without. This is an invitation from within. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and let it operate in the same state as the free state project, because what we do will benefit them and what they do will benefit us. But I think we need a separate exodus into New Hampshire besides the free state project. I agree completely. We're going to go to the phones where we've got Tom from Detroit. Tom, you're on free talk live. Hey, it's good to hear you again, brother. Hi, Tom. What's on uh, your mind tonight? Uh, well, my, on my mind tonight is this uh, Julian Assange. He has spent a lot of time in exile, in self-imposed exile. And, uh, you know, now they're arresting him or giving him up uh, because the U.S. government wants him, them to. Yep. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? About Assange? Yeah. He's a hero, I would say. Absolutely. I mean, the guy has uh, done so much for, as you were saying earlier, Rich, truth and getting the word out about what these, not just the U.S. Mm -hmm. government, but governments all around the planet uh, are doing and how corrupt they are. I mean, he's probably one of the most effective journalists in our our history. Yeah, I would I I would agree. I put him right up there with uh, Bernstein. And uh, who was the other one? I should know his name. Who exposed Nixon? Um, God, it, uh, Woodward, Woodward and Bernstein, Bernstein Wood, sure. Ber- Woodward and Bernstein. That's like Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> See, that's, you know, those are names that should be remembered through history. They will be, they will be. And I, I would agree with that. What I, what I particularly appreciate is that they, uh, WikiLeaks has been, you know, vilified and nearly sainted by the Democrats and then you flip a couple years forward, and it's the Republicans who are touting how great they are. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Well, because I, uh, because they pointed out the silliness and the insanity that goes under both political parties here in the U.S. I posted a meme today that showed the issues one by one, and how uh, for each issue, for each truth that wikipedia exposed there's one party saying throw him in jail and there's another party saying yay (laughs) because you know the the truth has been divided between the parties that's why neither of them has the right answer absolutely the libertarian party puts the truth back together or the libertarian philosophy i would say they're all killers liars and thieves and uh, assange as you just said and, and uh, you as you as you just portrayed <laughs> has violated both sides yeah because they are all killers liars and thieves so true. now Thank do you, you believe thanks for, thanks call, for your man. call oh Sorry. okay that's that's okay i i mean well i won't say that i will say that i believe that the truth be known the uh the democrats and the republicans are run by the same people 
I believe they form a single cartel. I believe that's closely guarded <laughs> knowledge, I, I but I think they do. I think the word you're looking for is oligarchy. I, I think yes. that's, that's what we've lived in for probably most of our lives. There is a, a group of people that are very wealthy and that can pull the strings. And they yeah. can get They've effectively whoever. bought both sides. Right. And yeah. one of my favorites is Bill Hicks's bit about when a new president is elected, he's taken into a small room. <laughs> he is shown an angle of Dealey Plaza in Dallas that he's never seen before. It's a film <laughs> from 1963. And he's never seen this angle. And, and they let him watch it. And then they say, okay, do you have any questions? <laughs> Yeah, see, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they, you know, took a, uh, if if that happened, or even if they took Trump into a room and said, if you step outside the, the borders we prescribe, this is what's going to happen to your daughters, you know? Um, maybe, maybe that's why I think there's so a reason borders. that single people never get elected president. It's you, hard, you don't have as much leverage against them. You could be right. We're going to try to get into some silly laws when we return. Do you need to be licensed to blow dry hair? That's the question. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S-Paris.com. is free talk live 855 450 free that's our toll-free number that's 855-450-3733 we've got some time left if you'd like to join join our conversation we've been talking about julian assange that's been the big news tonight and a few other topics um we were just briefly discussing the pros and cons of heavily centralized Yes, <laughs> of centralized organizations and how they they struggle. They certainly struggle, and we, we see that at, at all levels. We see it in private organizations that are, are just trying to do a good thing in a single state, uh, all the way up to governments and, and super governments like the United Nations, you know. It, it still means that there's going to be somebody in charge who's going to make calls, and those calls are not always going to be representative of everyone involved. In some mm-hmm. cases, like you, as a citizen of the United States, most likely, though, our, our signal is heard all over the world, um, particularly not in the United States. You are, you are not well represented, uh, despite what you may have heard in civics class. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out taxation with representation ain't so great either. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're gonna oh, go- I love have we talked about the taxation is theft movement? 
In New Hampshire, you mean? In New Hampshire. Dave Ridley called in about it, um, I don't know, about a week or so ago, it feels like now. Yeah. The, the, what's happening is some of the state reps have been saying publicly that taxation is theft, I guess, in front of like the state house. They've been saying right. it, I think, during the uh, right. state house deliberations. Yeah. And for those of you outside of our little world here in New Hampshire and outside of maybe outside of the Libertarian Party, it's, it's been sort of a running libertarian ideal. That taxation is theft. In other words, you don't have a choice. And if you don't have a choice in where your money goes and somebody else tells you where it's going to go mm-hmm. through taxation, that's that's not providing for the good of society. That's theft. Yeah. That's stealing. It's probably more accurate to say that a taxpayer is a part-time slave, but it doesn't roll off the tongue the same yeah. way. Yeah, taxation. You can, is you can also say extortion in there too, because you yes. you are extorted to to pay for things that you may not wish to. Well, yeah. what happened here in New Hampshire was, you know, we have a, a fairly healthy libertarian population, but suddenly a lot of the Republicans have sort of glommed onto this phrase too. So it's it's literally making headlines. Taxation is theft. Are they wait, now, Well, are we've these... got some of the good kind of of rhinos though. We've right. we've got rhinos who aren't really Democrats. They're really libertarians, and that's a good right. kind well, yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I want to know is of these people who've been saying taxation is theft. How many of them are the actual libertarian state reps? Versus those who are the real Republicans. I think if it were only the libertarian state reps, the, you know, sort of the closeted libertarian state reps, I don't think it would be a story. This is no? being okay. talked about at all, coming, coming from all yeah. over the place, and I'm and loving it. And, oh, the Democrats oh, yeah. are, I haven't seen the Democrats so pissed off since we took away their slaves. <laughs> right? um, the, uh <laughs> The uh, there's there's another thing where every time somebody says taxation is theft in the Capitol, and that's how I know it's it's during deliberations because right. it's not open ended. But every time says someone says taxation is theft, there's a woman who's donating five dollars to a liberal organization. I heard about that. Yes. So, I heard there was a group of them that are. Yeah. There's a vast email chain that that's been. Uh, evidently yeah. somebody leaked out so now what we need to do is start our own uh our own thing where every time a member of the house says uh says taxation is theft we'll donate five dollars to their party well what i love about this whole idea that so the democrats <laughs> so long as they say it iron unironically yeah. <laughs> the democrats you know in their response they're like no we we're gonna show them we're gonna we're gonna donate money to our causes and this will you will use this as a, as a as a fundraiser well, i'm like well great so what you're promoting is is raising money to support causes voluntarily yeah <laughs> oh wow taxation. that's almost libertarian of yeah course, many of their causes probably want government to uh, do things for it them. would be a lot easier to pay taxes if you could you know click no on the these these funds can be used for the military mm-hmm. yeah um, and there's still a few that would get my uh, if i could pick and choose a few would still get a couple bucks from me only oh, yeah. a couple uh we're gonna go to the phones where we have sarah in new mexico sarah you're on free talk live the lady uh, from Clovis, New Mexico, she ran over and killed a bicyclist here. And uh, well, the thing is, is uh, uh, he's an Australian. So huh? I, I'm talking to so he, he's a, he was a 
He's an Australian citizen that was visiting New Mexico, and he got killed. Okay, the bicyclist was an Australian. Okay, that's what I thought you were saying. Just wanted to be clear. Not the killer. No, it did make the... Well, I mean, she's from New Mexico. What do you expect? Hold on. Did she kill him in Australia or in New Mexico? (laughs) Or because he was Australian? No, she she killed him in New Mexico. Okay, got it. Did the Australian guy live... Or did the Australian guy hit the guy? Wait. Wait, it was an Australian guy who was the victim of somebody who... And it was just a car accident, right? It wasn't a murder. She didn't try to to hit the guy. Oh, we don't know that. <laughs> well, she said well, she I mean, ran he, he oh, ran him over and killed him. Okay. Well, I mean, she hit him from the back. Mm-hmm. I, 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 mean, I mean, but, but the bicycles, they, they get knocked off the bike and get scratched up. And it happens a lot. They get hit from the back. But she, he, she winded up killing him. Because she hit him so hard, well, but Sarah, is, uh, they're gonna. A lot know, of people like getting hit hard from the back. If a car, <laughs> if a car hits a motor, uh, hits a bicyclist, I'm gonna bet on the car winning. And it's it's tragic that someone died, but I don't understand for the life of me what him being from Australia has to do with anything. I think she's saying the cars well, don't kill people; can... Australians kill people, or kangaroos. No, no. Okay, I'm getting to this point is that, you know, they, they spent like a, like a, our governor, like a, what, I don't know. They spent millions of dollars on uh, tourism um, advertisements. And then they come here and they get killed by a car. And, you know, and they get crippled. She's by sad. She's just saddened by the fact that, you know, this gentleman was, was visiting and, uh, and yeah. you know, he, was, he had his life cut short uh, by somebody who was driving. You know, we don't know what happened as we have uh, discussed with you on previous calls. Sarah, you've. You know, you're very interested in traffic uh, issues and things like Obsessive. that. Obsessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little bit. Um, and it's not a bad thing to be concerned with, with you know, other people and, and their well-being. So I can understand and appreciate uh, where you're coming from. But the reality is accidents happen. And, uh, you know, you put bicyclists nearby two-ton or one-ton uh, speeding death machines, and inevitably somebody's going to end up dead at some point. Absolutely. It's, it's tragic. But... Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Sarah. Thank you for your not going anywhere. I mean, I got news for you. you As she's pointed out before, she's been watching this automated car thing develop with some level of excitement, but also trepidation because, you know, we all know that the you know if windows crashes or whatever mm-hmm. while this thing's driving around what's gonna or whatever operating system yeah, they're right. they're gonna run or skynet uh, you know, what what happens well what's things, worse is what happens if a whole bunch of them fail at the same time yeah. Um, and so that's a legitimate concern. But either way, as long as people have to move from point point A to point B and we don't have teleporters, uh, there's going to be cars and that means accidents. There will always yeah. be accidents. And, and it's sad. I, there know. is no risk-free life, though. I yeah, mean, there I are a lot one. of risks to not having transportation, also like starving to death, sure, uh, yeah. not being able to trade, having a lower standard of living. So, you know, a lot of people die working. And a lot of people, that's that's not a result of capitalism or of anything else. It's just when you do useful things, it involves moving large things around. Large things will kill you. And even if all that fails, uh, life itself is, is terminal. Uh, it all comes to an end at some point, whether you want it to or not. So I say live fast, die young, and leave a good-looking corpse. <laughs> Nicely said. If you ever had one. There you go. 855-450 free. If you ever had a corpse? If you a good-looking one. Okay. Really? A good-looking one, that's what he's saying. Some things can't be rehabilitated. 855-453, this is Free Talk Live. 
This is Free Talk Live. Final minutes of our show tonight, but we still have a little bit of time. Do you want oh to call in? Oh, my God. I can't believe how fast that went. I know. When you're having fun. Something about that, right? Yeah. 855-450-FREE. You can try to get in. But I wanted to say thank you. Honestly, thank you to Lynette, who is a gold amplifier. Amplifiers are people who help support the show. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote, and we use that money to go get more radio stations. That doesn't benefit us directly. What it does is help get the message of liberty in more ears. Uh, The more stations we have, the better it is. So Lynette has basically pledged to to give 10 bucks a month which is pretty cool uh, if you want to find out more you can find out more at amp.freetalklive.com thanks Lynette. yeah thanks a lot yeah, we thank appreciate you. it so we try to do that every night we try to find some amplifier and and just personally thank you and and i really appreciate it uh, we are going to go to the phone which by the way it's opt-in for that so when you join the amp program by Good default point. you're not on that list but if you would like to be included on the list of people that we say thank you to, then you can just, there's a couple fields that you can fill out in your profile. Be Thanks good. for clarifying that, because I actually was going to ask about that one night. <laughs> no, like, we we're just, checking with these people before we out them, right? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. we just, we call their boss at home, too. Yeah, in fact, if you're a real privacy nut, um, you don't even have to give over any identifiable information. Like, normally with, like, a credit card, you have to mm-hmm. say who you are, right? But if you do Bitcoin... If you do a Bitcoin contribution over at amp.freetalklive.com, you can use a throwaway email address and, you know, don't That's put not a privacy in. coin, though. Do you take Zencash or uh, do you take not Monero? At this time. Not at this time. Okay. It would take a lot of uh, money to add those yeah. as, as an option. Basically, it's, it's custom programming that has to be done to accept these things through the AMP program and kind of tie it all in together. And we hardly ever get Bitcoin contributions, so it is not really worth the time right. or money okay. to actually hire a programmer to do any of that stuff. And yeah. like anything else, and it, and that's nice. It indicates people aren't afraid to know that they're that they're supporting the the program. I'm I'm glad of that. Yeah, right. And uh, for a lot of people who will come up against that, well, you know, Bitcoin was supposed to provide you know 100 percent privacy and security, and Mm-mm. no, it wasn't. It's well, exactly. The first answer is no, it wasn't. Second of all, uh, half of that stuff is your responsibility, and if you want a, mm-hmm. a transaction to be really, really secure, then there are ways with Bitcoin to do it. There are ways that are difficult to jump through, a lot of hoops and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, like people that. for years on darknet marketplaces, thousands mm-hmm. upon, probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of transactions occurred using Bitcoin. Right. So there are ways to kind yeah. of obscure yourself on the Bitcoin mm-hmm. blockchain. So when you open up a Bitcoin wallet for the first time ever, and you don't tell anybody that you've opened up a Bitcoin wallet, well, then nobody knows that you have that wallet. It right. exists. Right. It's public on the blockchain. But whose is it? Right. And now yeah. with, uh, you know, the idea that, and this was one of the improvements to Bitcoin, that every time you make a transaction, you're using a new address. It just mm-hmm. becomes a whole lot of data for somebody to have to sort through it can try be to done. They do have forensic yeah. uh, they Bitcoin do. people. Um, you can also, though, have multiple uh, wallets. You Correct. could. And yeah, so, you, for for example, and and you can send money from one wallet you own to, to another, another wallet you own through a third wallet that you never yep. use except that. So there, there are our ways to make exactly. it secure. You just have to do it. There are yeah. coins that do it for you. It though. takes some thinking. It takes some, with Bitcoin, it takes some thinking and some planning. 
Uh, um, definitely. To, to and there are costs associated. There are fees if you move things between wallets. True. Yeah, uh, and there's some technologies that are always coming out, and that's what's great about open source projects. Bitcoin mm-hmm. is an open source project. Nobody owns the code. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's Which means some, it can be copied. It can and be copied. It has but, been thousands of times. Well, sure. Uh, virtually, we were talking about this in the last segment, that a lot of the coins that are out there are derivatives of Bitcoin's original code, but you also see these improvements. Um, one wallet that I like for just for Bitcoin because it doesn't support anything else is Samurai Wallet. So Samurai supports something called Stonewall, which makes it appear that your transaction is part of a much larger group of transactions, which makes it much harder to identify mm-hmm. who actually sent it. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's okay, a privacy so wallet... Is that different from mixing? It simulates mixing. It makes it look like things are mixed. And at some level, I think it does mix. But uh, Samurai Wallet, if people are really interested in highly secure Bitcoin transactions, that's the one I would look at. Hmm. Uh, Hmm. Really, really good. That's Samurai Wallet, S-A-M-O-U-R-A-I. And we're going to go to the phones. That is a tough one to spell, isn't it? Yeah. They have to throw S-A-M-O-U-R-A-I dot com. Uh, SamuraiWallet.com. Because you always want to make sure you get, just as an an addendum here, you always want to make sure you get the URL of a crypto uh, wallet correct. Right. I went accidentally to an incorrect Monero website, um, which... The Monero.org? Yeah, I think it was Monero.org. Get Monero is the actual site. The actual one is Get Monero. And uh, it's designed to look just like the the real McCoy. Just uh, put in your private keys here. Just send to your wallet here. Now, now the the claim on that website when I looked it up after the fact, because I kind of figured it out as I was there, like, wait a minute, that's not the right URL. Right. Um, And usually when you Google the name of the coin, Google will return you the correct first result. So that's a pretty safe way to know that you've gotten to the right yeah. way. Like well, it uses links, so it's going to return the result that's most linked to. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, I hadn't Googled it. I thought I was going from memory, and I got it wrong. Yeah. And uh, not good. Not it good happens. Although um, I don't Google anything anymore. I dogpile things. Very nice. Yeah. I, uh, duck, duck, go? Duck, duck, go things. Right. I'll duck, duck, goose things, but I don't Google anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you've totally quit. You've given up Google. Uh pretty much. It's wow. it's set there are a few things I use it for. Mm-hmm. Uh basically there are uh what I about like on your using phone? not on my search- f- uh on my phone is still running Android. Mm-hmm. So I'm still using uh using Google there and I I use uh I use Gmail, but gotcha. I don't use their search engine and I'm moving away from that. Yeah, there are there are a lot of things you can do to protect your privacy, and it's difficult. It takes effort. Yeah. The yeah. easy way is always the insecure way. It's always the yeah. way that gives up the most of your privacy. Well, the real way to preserve your privacy is, first of all, have your own email server. Yeah. Okay? I mean, unless the you're Hillary Clinton. The average person cannot do that. The average person can do that. 
Even, hey, but, Rich, I mean, no, come on. The same hands. way that, a, that an average person can have a furnace, even though they can't necessarily maintain it themselves. Oh, they're not going to do that. It, you have to be like if a Democratic yeah. uh, presidential candidate to be able to run your own email server. If you can't, I do it. If you Lots cannot maintain do. your own email server, you're going to pay through the nose for uh, you know some tech person to take care of that for you. Because you know machines, programs, systems, they break down. Yeah. You know, they don't run mm-hmm. forever, whether it be a software uh, update issue where they break the software on an update or whether it be a hardware piece of mm-hmm. hardware in the machine just failing. Um, you're going to have to pay. The, average the same is true not of gonna... dishwashers, though. The, the... I mean, how often does your computer break down? Well, there are a few like sort of and that's what's coming about open source solutions where people mm-hmm. have done sort of this instant click here to create an email server. Yeah, and it will do it on your home machine. So those things are starting to show up. Mm. Uh, but email which are is cool projects. It is com- open anyway throughout the entire yes. transition. Meaning, after you send your email, it goes through a bunch of different hands, different computers mm. across the internet, all completely plain text, right? Like there's no encryption. Oh there. yeah, there and certainly. Be. But then again, there, <laughs> the difference is you're not gathering it all in in one place. Um, the other thing is, you know, if that's you mean important it's not to, being data mined if it's on your own um, server. Exactly. If it's on, it's not being data mined in the same ways. It's much harder to data mine. You sure. can never render anything completely secure. All you can do is increase the cost of breaching your security. Sure. And yep. there's low hanging fruit, and then there's every locksmith will tell you that, right? Like there's no yeah. lock that cannot be picked, cannot be defeated. Yeah. Uh, by a determined opponent. Sure. Right. So, so what you do is the uh, is the eighty twenty rule. I mean, you can you can get eighty percent of the benefit of securing your your server by doing twenty percent of the work, and and generally that's sufficient. Well, the the example of this when it comes to email that I always think of is room six forty one A, which is at uh, six eleven Folsom Street in San Francisco. That was the AT&T room uh, that had all spy the, room. F- the spy room. Were. One of many. Yeah. There was a whole other article about it, AT&T having a myriad of these around big cities in the mm-hmm. United States. Well, I and mean, they're gonna going to do that for corporate interests, if not for government interests. I mean, yeah. you can't just trust people with your data. God forbid. But that's all the time we have tonight. I want to thank you for joining us here on Free Talk Live. Be sure to tune in tomorrow where you'll, you'll, you'll hear even more interesting things that we could even come up with tonight. Thanks for joining us. This is Free Talk Live. Business owners, you want more customers? Accept cryptocurrencies. There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale. Totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com Go to TheMorganReport.com and receive updates and insights you will not find anywhere else on the web. You will discover how to grow and protect your wealth under all market conditions. The Free Morgan Report provides interviews, webinars, question and answer sessions, plus mind-blowing videos. As David Morgan says... Let my passion create your wealth. TheMorganReport.com TheMorganReport.com